naysayers and to all of those that would like to destroy the future of the greatest country in the world, our message to them is the same as my grandfather's. Them that's going, get on the wagon. Them that ain't, get out of the way. Herman Cain. Herman Cain. Solutions for a better America. This is your host, Herman Cain. Thank you for joining us because we're going to tell you the truth give you the facts because we want you to be better informed and inspired to help make this a better USA. Breaking news, breaking news every day with Herman Cain and the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. And to help us do that is Mr. Jamie Dupree. Hey, Herman, how you doing, buddy? Fantastic. What are the four states that are going to be doing GOP contests this Saturday? Uh, let's see. Uh, all my homework is going to pay off right here in my Good. little handy-dandy spreadsheet. We have uh, four states uh, tomorrow on Saturday. You have first Kansas, then Kentucky, then Maine, then uh, voting. Uh, those first three are all caucus states, oh, and then okay. Louisiana, which is a primary. And so if you're wondering, the polls... Uh, the polls close. The last one has to close in Kansas at 3 Eastern, uh, in Kentucky by 5 Eastern, in Maine by 7 Eastern, and the Louisiana primary is done by 9 Eastern. So if you're sort of like a uh, March Madness basketball junkie, it's sort of the same thing. You could sit around and uh, watch the Internet uh, all day uh, into the night for results from those four states. There are 152 delegates total for those four states. Uh, the biggest one would be, I think it's, uh, is it Kentucky? Well, Kentucky and Louisiana both have 46 uh, total. Right. Uh, Maine has 23, and Kansas has 37. So uh, those are important. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> Plus, Puerto Rico is on Sunday. A lot of people probably don't realize that the territories get a vote for the convention. They don't get to vote in the election in November, but they do get to send delegates. So Puerto Rico, for example, has 23 delegates in their Sunday primary. Uh, the only one uh, person going down there at this point in time to make a last-ditch appeal is Marco Rubio. He's going to be uh, in Kansas today, then in, uh, in Florida tomorrow. He's doing a rally in Jacksonville and then flying to Puerto Rico before uh, the Sunday vote. So if you get, uh, if you get more than 50% in Puerto Rico, if you get more than 50% in Maine, you win all the delegates. Otherwise, we're talking all proportional this weekend. For Puerto Rico... They get some delegates. You said they get twenty-three delegates. Yes, sir. Republican delegates. Uh, yep. And there's okay. also there's also they have delegates to the Democratic convention as well. Okay. And now, but they don't vote in the presidential election. You are correct. Interesting. Now, clarify something for me. This is sort of off to, off topic here. Do people who live in Puerto Rico pay taxes, and do they get? benefits like everybody else yes uh i know there's some different tax rules but uh you're you're an american full american citizen and you're paying taxes and everything like that but there are some differences in how things are dealt with for example a number of years there was a section what was it nine was it 918 937 i can't remember off the top of my head in the way that uh, pharmaceutical companies were treated in puerto rico and so they were sort of shielded they got rid of that there's been a big upheaval and economic upheaval to the negative side in puerto rico there's been a lot of talk about maybe making puerto rico the 51st state but that's been around since Ronald Reagan talked about doing that in 1980 in that election. I don't think that's happening anytime soon. But the territories do get the opportunity to be a part of the, the whole selection process. For example, you have the American Samoa Republicans. They get nine delegates in this process. Uh, so there's, you know, the, let's see, also not only Puerto Rico, but the Virgin Islands. They get nine total delegates as well. Uh, there's Americans abroad uh, that also get to send people. So 
there are others than the 50 states uh, as well, the abbreviation for the Northern Marianas. How about that? They get nine delegates as well. And if you can find the Northern Marianas in the Pacific, more power to you. I don't think most people would know uh, where it is. I have no idea. Uh, Guam also gets nine delegates as well. So these little contests that are out there, uh, they can mean something if you gobble up those nine delegates here and there and the 23 from Puerto Rico as well. The debate last night. Cruz and Rubio seem to have teamed up on Mr. Donald Trump in the yeah, debate. I would say that. I mean, uh, they, they did not go after each other at all. In last week's debate, Cruz did ding Rubio a number of times. Uh, but I think they both understand that their best route to do something is sort of the route that was outlined by Mitt Romney yesterday. I mean, uh, I think that Cruz and Rubio would like for the other to step into a manhole that doesn't have a cover on it and disappear and that they could be the one that's going to take on Donald Trump. But that doesn't, as of right now, it doesn't look like it's going to happen uh, for at least when we get the shakeout on March the 15th. Now, how effective they were last night, that's obviously open to debate and I think open to uh, how you feel about the individual candidates. I think the Trump supporters would probably give last night a big thumbs up, while those who feel like Rubio and Cruz were doing the, the necessary work that needs to be done, I don't know that they're convinced that they're any further along. I sort of thought, just like last week, Rubio had a better night. I thought Cruz had the slightly better night last night. He again zeroed in on Trump and his support for Hillary Clinton, pointing out that if, if Trump wins the nomination, you're going to have somebody who just eight years ago wrote uh, four checks to Hillary Clinton to her campaign for president. Uh, Trump again uh, quickly replied, well, it was for business. And, and Cruz then again, you know, kept after Trump on not being a real conservative and being a recent convert and questioning just how committed he would be to the conservative cause, with, which Rubio also echoed. And then Rubio also went after uh, the, the business practices of Trump and especially about Trump University. And Trump University is bubbling more and more into the news cycle just on a regular basis. There was a ruling yesterday in a, an appeals court in New York that upheld all of the state's claims against Trump on uh, the issue of Trump University, that he was running an unlicensed university. And so now the state is moving forward with fraud claims against Trump personally. The New York Attorney General today uh, said that, uh, this is a quote here, there's no question there were thousands of victims who were scammed out of millions of dollars. He, Trump, pocketed a lot of it himself, and now we can go forward and prove the fraud claims in court. So I know Trump was making light of the, the, the lawsuits that have been made against him, but there is stuff that's proceeding in the courts in New York against Trump at this point in time on, on uh, Trump University, and I would expect you'll hear more about it not only on the trail, but also in ads running in some of these states. Are the, is the lawsuit basically saying that, uh, or the people who are suing are saying that they were defrauded? Two uh, different things here. You've got, a, you've got a lawsuit by the people who say they were defrauded, and you've got... Uh, a lawsuit by the state of New York against Trump that is proceeding saying that he scammed these people. And so far, on summary judgment, the state of New York has won against Trump that he is personally liable for running an unlicensed university. So again, you know, I don't think a lot of voters have really tuned in on that. And this one's been sitting out there. I'm, I'm just surprised that nobody has gone negative on it before. And I would assume that in Florida and Ohio and North Carolina and Missouri and other states, you're going to see ads about that over the next 10 days. Speaking of going negative, have you ever seen during a debate where they played a negative ad against someone and the only one they did it to last night was Trump? Um, I thought that the Fox team certainly served up some negative stuff to each of the candidates last night. Again, I think how you read it depends on, on where you stand maybe in the race more than anything else. Uh, but they certainly, uh, they certainly had a number of things on Trump 
to basically push him harder on some of his plans and some of his claims. Two that stood out in my mind, again, he said that he would balance the budget with waste, fraud, and abuse, which nothing against uh, Donald Trump, but you, you just can't do that. There's not enough money in waste, fraud, and abuse to do that. And the two things that he suggested cutting only amount to about $80 billion, and the, the yearly budget deficit is about a half trillion at this point in time. Also, Trump was pushed on his, his talk about having the federal government negotiate medic, uh, the pharmaceutical drugs for Medicare. He said it would save about $300 billion, but that program's only worth $72 billion a year. So, yeah, Trump did get the lion's share of those, and I think really when you look at it, he's the guy who's in the middle. He certainly got most of the time last night. He got most of the questions. So in that sense, you're not only going to get some that go in your wheelhouse, like on immigration, but you're also going to get some that uh, that pin you against the wall. And that was the thing that, that Rubio and Cruz were emphasizing. And Rubio, there was one time where he said, you know, ask him that. Uh, he doesn't have any answers. And, and Trump defaulted to what has sort of become normal for him, and that is either he doesn't get into the answer, he doesn't give an answer, and he defaults to sort of the personal insults. Last night, his favorites were Little Marco and, and Line Ted, and they've certainly worked for him so far. And I didn't sense that there was anything last night that changed anything, but I still do wonder, Herman, whether some of this stuff is beginning to stick a little to Donald Trump, but we'll find out in coming days. This weekend, we talked earlier about the, the states that are voting coming up on Saturday. I certainly would think that Trump would be the favorite in Louisiana, Maine, and Kentucky. Uh, Kansas, I don't know, that might be Rubio and Cruz, but I can see Trump chalking up a number of wins over uh, the next uh, 10 days before we get to March 15th. Speaking of whether or not the negative was going to stick, I didn't receive any calls that applauded Mitt Romney's speech yesterday in terms of it uh, making a difference in terms of people deciding that they were going to vote or support anybody other than Trump. Yeah, I'm not sure it's a game changer. I think it really aggravated Trump supporters and people who are leaning to Trump. Uh, I, I do think if you if you sort of step back and read what he said and listen to his speech, I think it's probably the, uh, the most effective speech that I've heard in terms of boiling it all down against Trump so far. Uh, it's been, it, I think, whoever wrote his speech has done a better job than Rubio, done a better job than Cruz or anybody else in sort of distilling some of the things that they want to go after Trump. That being said, it doesn't mean it's going to work or anything like that. And uh, I, I also wonder if, if Romney is sort of just the wrong person, period, end of sentence, to be pushing that. Now, on the other hand, I did think it was very interesting that he publicly called in a sense, for a brokered convention. I mean, he urged people who live in Florida to vote for Rubio. He urged people who live in Ohio to vote for Kasich. Uh, he urged people in other states where, say, if Kasich is ahead or Cruz is ahead or Rubio is ahead, to vote for that person who is leading to try to beat Trump. And, and theoretically, you can stop Trump or at least deny him a majority of delegates, though I still believe that that's probably a long shot. The RNC chief, in fact, Rance Priebus, was just at CPAC a few minutes ago ago here in D.C. and was asked about exactly that. And Priebus uh, still says he thinks it's highly unlikely that that would happen, maybe less than a 10 or 15 percent chance at most. But certainly it's getting a lot of discussion. Now, what's interesting about that, Herman, is obviously for a number of people who are Trump supporters, they see uh, something very sinister in Republicans talking about keeping Trump under 50 percent in terms of the delegates. But we rewind almost four years ago exactly right now. And back then, it was Newt Gingrich and Rick Santorum who were hatching plans to deny Mitt Romney 50% of the delegates so they could get to a contested convention. So again, these things go in cycles. I think we tend to forget about them. But uh, look, uh, it's been an unconventional year so far with an unconventional leader in the Republican Party. I guess it's always possible we could have an unconventional convention 
and go to a second ballot, I still think it's a long shot, but it's still possible. I think it's a long shot also. But now Trump made it, not Trump, Romney made it clear when he started his comments, he wasn't looking to throw his hat in the ring and declare his candidacy. He's not even going to endorse anybody until after March 15th. And even then, you know, I thought that to me, that was emblematic of how scattershot the the establishment, quote unquote, is in this race. They can't even identify somebody they want to get on board with. They just know that they want to stop Trump. Now, last night during the debate, one of the most active tweeters was the Club for Growth which is totally against Trump at this point in time, but no way are they any kind of establishment organ. And you can see there are different conservatives out there. Richard Vigory last night was uh, uh, promoting the idea of, of denying Trump a majority as well. So there's a number of people spread out over all parts of the Republican Party who are actively trying to do that. But again, I still think it's a long shot. I would agree with you. Well, thanks a lot, Jamie. See you, Herman. You're listening to The Herman Cain Show. <laughs> 